Hello, marhaba. Thank you for joining us with the podcast by Shalhoub Group. My name is Lena Al-Khatib. I'm the Group Head of Communications, and I'm very happy today to continue the conversation about skincare. Often when we talk about beauty in the region or globally, we talk about fragrance, makeup, and skincare. Last year, skincare was the largest growing segment in prestige beauty. Now, it's still growing with special focus on e-commerce growth, simply because consumers now are different. They also want digitalization of beauty, which is a concept that we will tap into today in the podcast. They're also looking for sustainability. They're looking for science-backed products. A lot of things are shaping the trends on skincare in the Middle East region. And I have the pleasure to host my colleagues who are leading the business of skincare uh, in the beauty division at Shalhoub Group, Victoire Pozo, Head of Marketing at Faces, and Zahir Dasui, General Manager in the Beauty Division. Welcome. Thank you for coming and joining us. Thank, Thank you. you Amazing. So Zahir, I mean, our introduction started with uh, skincare, how it's growing and the trends. Uh, it's very interesting how it's shifting from maybe millennials to Gen Zs today. Can you tell us a little bit more about the state of prestige uh, skincare in the region? Well, thank you, Lynn, for hosting us. Uh, I think we've seen COVID has changed a lot. So post-COVID, we've seen that the skincare category has increased quite a lot. The wellness aspect of things and people were looking for something that, you know, wellness at, at the core of what they want. And this is where we started seeing skincare growing at, you know, very fast pace. Today, uh, skincare represents almost 12% of the market. And it's, as you said, the fastest growing last year and still one of the fastest growing category this year. Um, you see us answering quite a lot of the answers of the, the, well, the requests of the consumers, the requests for more uh, products of wellness. And as Hoop Group, we own almost 50 to 60 percent of the of the skincare category. And this is why we have this responsibility, if you want to, you know, give consumers back what they are looking for. Uh, very interesting, Zahir, when you say 12% skincare, that's out of a $1.7 billion market of prestige beauty in the Middle East region. Um, and, you know, Gen Zs and consumers, everyone talks about them. But what's interesting is the notion of well-being in skincare, not just your diet, your your exercise, uh, which is the, the physical well-being that everyone uh, is used to, but now... <clears throat> an additional element, which is skincare. And then there's edible beauty as well. So does that fall within the range of uh, skincare that you're exploring? Definitely. I think, uh, as we said, as Shalhu, we have a responsibility to really build skincare. And, um, you know, if you, if you look at skincare out in the rest of the world, it contributes almost 23 to 25% of the whole beauty. So we have a lot to do. And our responsibility is, is in only in terms of products, which, by the way, we have a lot of product that we are sourcing through our beauty innovation team that is working on sourcing brands every day so that they can answer the requirements of the consumers. But we're also building on education because today you might get all the product that you want, but if the consumers are not well educated when it comes to, um, to the products, then the usage will not get the end result. That's not only the consumers, but also, you know, our frontliners, people who are in the, in the shop that are trying to deliver that experience to the consumers as well. They need to be educated. And at Shalhoub, we took the reverse pyramid. So we start with, you know, we start with the team and then we go to the management. So everybody has to be 
educated about skincare so that we can deliver that responsibility that we have uh, versus our consumers. And um, <clears throat> again, as we said, with, uh, with, the, with the notion of education, we have engaged on the priority of uh, skincare in the, in the region. And, um, you know, we've had these, the skincare nation as an, um, as a project that we have had. And I think, you know, yeah. Victoire could, uh, could tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. You mentioned, um, products that we're bringing. There are really a lot of science backed brands and products that are coming here. Not necessarily your, your regular target, right? Not those big giant brands that are coming. No more smaller niche brands that are uh, coming to the region. And I think, uh, at Faces, it's been for many years in the region delivering on this specially curated, uh, brands and products for the consumers. Tell us a bit more what Faces is doing now, uh, for the Middle East and particularly in skincare. Thank you, Lynn. So basically, we have three points of development. Uh, I think the first one is obviously the assortment and the brand creation has been key. By diversifying our assortment, trying to tap into international brands, but as well clean beauty brands and obviously more clean and niche brands. Um, one of the main objectives was really to ensure that uh, we can offer a very inclusive portfolio. Um, another point will be really to ensure that we can build strong teams. And I think that Zaire mentioned about it. Uh, education in skincare is crucial. So it was very important for us to ensure that we build a team of experts internally within FACES team, but as well, you know, by surrounding ourselves with um, other experts, dermatologists and skincare specialists to ensure that we can build the credibility and the trust with our customers. And last but not least was to really build awareness and uh, engage in education with the launch of our concept Skincare Nation. And uh, to your point, I think uh, in our region, more than others, word of mouth is very important. But when it comes to products as well, uh, doctors' uh, consultations and doctors' recommendations are among the top when when people choose uh, their uh, their their skincare. Uh, routines and products that, that they use. So if you can just tell me a little bit more. So I think at Faces, skincare sales mimics the overall skincare percent when it comes to the prestige beauty uh, category. So um, what are the kind of brands and products that you've brought in that are really unique and attracting the young generation? So today we're trying to create um, new brands uh, that will be launched across the whole market, both in UE and KSA. Pharmaceutical brands such as Hawk, but as well Patika that we have recently introduced. We're as well, you know, trying to tap into our e-com to ensure that we can offer omnichannel experiences to our customers. And we've recently launched Detox Market that will be as well one of the key pioneers to help us in growing the category um, in the next years. Um, and, um, and yeah, that's it. And I think it's very interesting as, as well as a question. And as Shalhoub, as we said, we have this responsibility to also build communities. So Faces is one part, but we're also looking into contributing with other retailers, for example. So we just introduced, for example, Ordinary, which is the long-weighted brand that has uh, been uh, there for a couple of years. So we just launched it with uh, uh, Sephora, for example, and then we're rolling out with the rest of the distribution at a later stage. So... Um, as we said, we're trying to build communities, communities to really build the awareness of skincare in the region and to help consumers get what they want in terms of their requirements. 
Yeah, this is uh, really important to to build such communities. I remember uh, when, uh, you know, back in my nutritionist days, there people really didn't have any awareness about nutrition and health and probiotics and all of that. So it was a big exercise, which is education, uh, 360, whether it's with healthcare professionals, with the dietitians, with the consumers. So it's uh, it's important that this is now happening for skincare. It's like a deja vu uh, for me. But Focusing on online, I mean, online communities today, when we say communities, there's online and offline. And I think what you're doing so well is bridging the two and connecting the two. So uh, tell us a bit more about how the online community works uh, when it comes to some of the concepts you have versus Skincare Nations, which is one of the most recent uh, initiatives, which was also on ground, uh, mixing technology, mixing product, education, actual experiences, all together and connecting with the um, with the consumers. So I think through online, um, as I was mentioning, we're really betting on uh, detox markets that will be really uh, one of the key factors for our growth on skincare. Um, again, one of the main objectives was to ensure that we could as well differentiate our assortment from offline and ensure that we can bring on a wider range of uh, brands online. Um, then when it comes to um, uh, experiences and services, we are really trying to offer omnichannel and hybrid experiences across both platforms. And I think that Skincare Nation has been a good example because uh, not only we're bringing our experts and our dermatologists uh, to our customers, but as well, we are trying you know, to develop and create a lot of content through the community that we have built to ensure that we can again you know, feed our customers when it comes to what is skincare, how to use skincare, better understanding you know, what are your skin type, what is your skin type and what are your needs. And I think that um, one of the key success of uh, our skincare nation concept was really to ensure that we can, you know, somehow um, democratize skincare so that skincare can be seen as a less intimidating category, but as well as a less uh, boring category, because it's true that um, we really wanted to with that project, ensure that we could target, you know, um, a very large uh, broad of customers that will be from all generations. And I think that this is what we really managed to achieve with that project that enabled us to recruit more than 2,000 customers um, with the pop-up itself. And we're seeing as well now, you know, a very strong synergy with online that now as well is growing drastically when it comes to our skincare as a category. Yes, and online, I mean, of course, because it makes uh, reuse easier. So I know like when my product f finishes automatically, it gets replenished in my basket. I know there's consistency because often with this, when you, you know, when a when a product is empty, it's a simple, you know, experience that we usually have. You feel like, okay, now I have to buy it. Now I have to remember or I have to go online. But when you have a subscription and you know what works for you, it's just easy. So the online community, then it it really is facilitating your day-to-day -day life. But sometimes on ground is when you connect with the experts, the skincare experts, you have a full assessment. I know my assessment was very scary, but working on it. Uh, but it was very interesting, the details of these technologies and it's simple uh, machine it's not really a very it's not invasive people will really know the health of their skin and uh, do that so uh, skincare nation you know uh, it's started in UAE in Dubai what are the plans for it and what do you see its uh, ambition 
So the main uh, objective is really to build a category uh, on the long term. So we indeed started in Jan in the UAE, and then we're going to expand this project across the region, with Saudi being our biggest market and the main priority. So UAE was a POC, and uh, the overall results were really outstanding. And uh, we will we've started first of all, you know, to expand the project within our network in faces doors in UAE. So we have now skincare nation launched in one of the Emirates in Yes Mall, but as well in um uh, Dubai else and we're planning by May uh, to extend and uh, roll out in Saudi. We will start as well, you know, with a big pop-up to ensure that we can continue in building the momentum, building awareness and raising education and then we will roll out as well the distribution within our stores and additionally to that, we have already Skincare Nation live uh, on our e-com platforms uh, for the UE and we'll be as well rolling it out uh, for Saudi markets. Well, so, good luck. That's, that's thank really you. great. <laughs> what is unique also within Skincare Care Nation is the different brands that would like to come on board, right? So Zahir, maybe if we step back a little bit again, uh, look at the big picture. If uh, there are brands that are listening to us or businesses or small businesses that are interested in the Middle East market, but certainly need to lean on an expert partner for them, uh, what do you advise them? How do they get, whether it's online or within Skincare Nation or within different uh, operational models that we have? An interesting question. Um, the beauty of Skincare Nation, for example, is that we've had 16 brands from different aspects of positioning sitting next to each other because the objective of Skincare Nation is not to promote a brand, is to basically answer the consumer's main request and main challenge when it comes to skincare. So today, every brand that thinks that they have what it takes to answer a, a certain concern and a challenge, they're welcome. Um, you know, there's faces who we can uh, host them in uh, in our beauty section and there's Skincare Nation that, you know, they could be uh, along with us. One point that I'd like to mention about Skincare Nation is the pop-up is only the start of the journey. The journey is going to continue through building that CRM approach with the consumers because, as you said, knowing your Knowing your skin, you'll be able to replenish it at, at any time if you know what your challenge is and if you manage to build the routine. So what we're trying, the way we're trying to increase the penetration of skincare in the region is to build that routine because there is a, a very interesting um, data that we've had. Um, a local consumer has two products within their regime of the day. An international consumer have more than 14 products of the routine of the of, of skincare per day. So there is quite a lot of discrepancy. And this is where we invite all the brands that would want to help us build this community to answer this challenge to the consumers, to really be part uh, and to reach out to our beauty innovation team, because, you know, we're here not to do it our, on our own, but we're here to, be, to do it with the brands from everywhere. I love that. And uh, I mean, it's really not about just the number of products. Uh, it's really about the benefit that your skin will get out of this 14 step or products or 10 steps every day. And I think I remember and I always put back examples. I think I'm your target consumer in general <laughs> for skincare. I always give myself as an example because in my 20s, I really wanted to start skincare very early. So like uh, in my early 20s, you know, my grandma was someone who put all kinds of salads and fruits on her face and uh, she had beautiful skin. She still has. Um, and then when I went to buy skincare products, they're like, no, you're still too young. It's not for you. And 
No, wait when you're older. You still don't have any wrinkles. So it's interesting how now we really want everyone to start young with the care, the skin care. It's not the correction. It's not remove the wrinkle, reduce the blemishes or the, or the spots. And that care is where it's all coming from. Uh, which is really fantastic. And, and I think, Lynn, that what you're saying is a very fair point because, um, again, when you look at the results of our skincare nation pop-up in UE, um, 80% of the customers that we recruited, out of the 80% of the customers that we recruited, more than 50% of them were millennials and Gen Z. And I think that we see that there is indeed a real interest from customers to better understand this category that, again, you know, can look and seems very complex for a lot of customers. And I think that one of the main objectives of that project was really to ensure that we could, you know, democratize the category so that customers can start, you know, loving their skin and really enjoying having, you know, this uh, skincare routine and building this skincare routine that would be personalized for them. And I think that this is a key point of differentiation of that project is that our whole approach was to be extremely customer-centric so that we can not only address any type of customers from any age group, but as well ensuring that we can really adapt and tailor um, our their, their skincare routine to their actual needs. And I think that this is one of the key success of this uh, project is that, again, you know, we are really approaching every single customers in a personal way, thanks to our expert, but as well as thanks to our skincare diagnostic tool that was as well a key uh, driver for that project where customers were not only enabled, you know, to understand what were their skin type, but better understand as well what were all the needs that they had to build a personalized skincare routine. Which I think what we've also done with Skincare Nation was something we changed how people look at skincare in beauty. Because mm -hmm. today it used to be, you know, that thing that's at the end of the store that is basically, uh, you know, always in white and, uh, you know, kind of a very rigid approach. So what we've done is really disrupted the market with this approach. We made uh, skincare beautiful. We made skincare uh, approachable and engageable. And this is what the consumers were longing at, to have this discussion to start the care aspect of their skin and then to build the journey forward. That's amazing. And it's for both men and women, which is yeah. really great. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we will get there some someday where really men at a young age in our region uh, believe that skincare is also for them. Uh, but uh, thank you very much. I think your efforts are really great in the region. I think skincare is part of well-being and health, uh, and everyone should uh, should care for their skin. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for watching. Please send us your feedback, your questions, and any topics that you would like to talk about in our next podcast. Bye-bye.